0: Hey all, delighted to release a short interview today with Dr. Ufa Abdelhadi. I met her and all the other fantastic doctors and professors and speakers at Keto Live Conference in Switzerland 2022. So you'll see the lovely backdrop, but we had a great discussion on uh, kind of integrative cancer treatment. She's a full oncologist, huge experience, But now she's incorporating ketogenic type therapies in a more multifaceted approach against this terrible disease. So great conversation. And I just let you know as well that the last keto live conference is available now. All the great talks from the last one and for you medical professionals, doctors, uh, etc., There's CME credits, uh, 86 in total, but 50 for the English speaking uh, talks. So you can get a load of CME credits while watching some fascinating and highly entertaining talks from the last conference, and the links are down below. So please go there and enjoy whether or not you're in the market for CME credits. But if you are, uh, this is a great way to get them. So let's go ahead and meet Dr. Ufa. Coming from Keto Live 2022 in beautiful Bargoon, Switzerland, I now have the pleasure of meeting Dr. Wufa. Uh, Well, I met you yesterday, but whatever. And uh, you're a clinical oncologist, but you've kind of branched more into functional medicine type activity, but still focusing on that terrible disease, cancer, and trying to help people with that. Um, So your talk, unfortunately, I had to miss. I was interviewing people, always working. Uh, but what are the key things from your talk you'd like to bring up, your key learnings, key messages for the people around this terribly challenging disease of cancer?
1: So, so my, my focus or my talk today was about um, how to uh, implement the, um, when you find a cancer case, how to look at it as a whole and not to focus on the tumour. Because back in the old days, we just get the scans, get the tumor markers, and then give according to the National Cancer, uh, the the NCCN guidelines or the international guidelines, we give a specific chemotherapy, immunotherapy, radiotherapy according to the stage of the disease. But we were we were like in a hurry. We didn't look at the at the at the, at the, at the person as a whole, like because if the microenvironment of the of the of the person, that's what where the cancer evolves, and that's when when you give chemotherapy, radiotherapy, immunotherapy, and then the cancer goes away on the scans. It eventually comes back. That's where the recurrences happen. Right. So with, um, studying function medicine made me realize the root cause of the disease. Cancer is very versatile and it has like multi-modality of, uh, and it's sneaking, uh, It's it's like very vicious and sneaker, it's very clever, so it has, an, and as like uh, Neisha was talking t- this morning about the hallmarks of cancer, so it was four and then became ten and then became now fourteen hallmarks of cancer, so it's, we're trying to understand cancer uh, behavior as we go through, but the most important thing is that you treat the, the person, so you treat the micro you treat the biochemistry, you treat the inflammation, you treat the, all of the imbalances in his body, and one of them, uh, so I was giving uh, today um, a, a integrative cancer cases. I was getting a postmenopausal lady who had no resources to do very expensive tests. Mm. However, we managed to, uh, and she was not fit for surgery. However, we managed with simple modifications of diet and lifestyle and some nutraceuticals and, ma- and sonographic interventions to keep the cancer at bay but she has to continue on those lifestyle modifications. She has already lost 16 kilograms. She was 87 kilograms, went down to 71 in eight months, and she's 150 centimeters. So she should go even more. Uh, And and the other case was like uh, a patient with a lot of um, a lot of resources and she was like traveling to all over the world to go, to find second opinions and she she got me all the tests that I wanted in my life all the supplements but she is has a high metastatic uh, potential mm. but thankfully she's with me since 2006 until 2022 with no recurrence oh. so so I was giving like two examples and if I had more time I would have given you more and more and more so this is the beauty of integrating conventional oncology with function medicine into making integrative oncology
0: Mm, and there you really have synergy so you're you're kind of attacking the symptoms and the the appearance and the nature of the cancer with traditional methods but you're also undermining the the ability of the cancer by resolving root causes that are systemic that are the body uh, rather than just totally focusing on hitting the cancer. I sometimes think it's the war on cancer and it's like the whole industry of cancer mm-hmm. is like to attack and attack, but, but they're only got one, one half of the equation yeah. at best.
1: The psychology of the patient is very important and mm. they have to be aware about what's going on in their body in order to be compliant to the advices that you are giving to them. Because mm. some patients, they come to me and they tell me, Doctor, I've heard about you, I don't want to take chemotherapy ever. And then I tell them, but in your case, you must take chemotherapy because you have like a huge tumour burden. But I will help you alongside so that you don't have much side effects. And then we'll continue working on your microenvironment once you finish your course of treatment. So it's it's like there are several different scenarios upon the stage, uh, the age. The, of the patients, the, um, the aggressiveness of the disease upon the pathology, uh, the willingness of the patient to do modifications. Because sometimes people, they they, they just uh, they have hyperinsulinemia or their sugar is skyrocketing and they just don't want to, uh, to, 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 to follow the, the, the nutritional advices, which I'm not giving. I give it to uh, my colleague uh, Patricia Daly. She's the nutritionist therapist who look after my patients.
0: Right, exactly, and that's good because it kind of demarcates or whatever and lets people specialize in their Exactly, thing. I yeah. can't
1: be doing everything.
0: No, yeah. no, and believe me, I understand that because I tend to have to end up doing everything. <laughs> no, no, I, if I have a patient
1: with <laughs> CVD, I'll send it to you. Send
0: oh, right, very good. I'm talking about having to do all the cameras and sound and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about health. Uh, but yeah, that, that's exactly it, and um, I was, ta- and it resonates so much with what Nisha was saying earlier. And, and also Joffia from PaleoMedicina, the same general approach. Yes, there are differences, PaleoMedicina is hardcore into meat and organ meats only, and I know you would find that unusual, um, but at a higher level, it's all got similarities relative to the generic standard of care, blast, chemo, radio, maybe surgery, bang, bang, bang. Um, the other thing I really like what you said there is this compliance. It's a huge problem across all ranges of diseases. And people can easily comply with chemo in a sense because they go in, they're dealing with the experts, they don't know anything, and they just go in and get the chemo. There's no willpower to get through it. it it's, they suffer, I know, but they just do it. But the diet requires them all day and most of the day to be aware, to be engaged, to be uh, knowledgeable about it because otherwise there isn't much motivation and then they've got to deploy it and then people who are suffering from cancer you know would like treats that's the other sad thing that you know it would be a time to try and treat yourself a little but then that would go completely against your treatment
1: well it it, it, it depends actually on 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 the stage that they're at like if they want to have an ice cream go ahead and have an ice cream but mm. uh, but it, it doesn't have to be like every day and like, you know, that there are the, those glucose hacks, you know, where you fast and then take an ice cream and afterwards you take like maybe a 500 milligrams of berberine, you know, it will not solve the problem. But it's mitigate. Yeah. If
0: yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, ice cream is a good example. If you get a high quality, you know, made with double cream ice cream. With that's coconut. With coconuts, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe coconut. Uh, and or, or if it's got the... Um, Erythritol, I think, is a very good sweetener that you don't really metabolize. And also, it's got a cooling effect in some foods. But in ice cream, I've had erythritol sweetened ice cream. You can't feel the cooling effect because it's ice cream. And it's surprisingly uh, non-problematic. So again, you can even make choices when you are having your treats. Like you say, minimize the, the impact.
1: But if they are craving sweets, then they are having a nutritional deficiency yeah mainly mainly magnesium and most of our patients are deficient of magnesium when you are when they have enough magnesium and other micronutrients then they will not be craving ice cream as it will be a state of mind but not craving
0: not physiological it's more just a, a habit thing oh, or like, a memory oh, of. Oh, how, i miss having
1: yeah. ice cream but then you don't miss it anymore
0: Excellent. Yeah. And it was just you mentioned magnesium and I've been banging on about magnesium, not in the context of cancer. Cancer, the topic I avoid a little because sometimes you can get a lot of blowback if you talk about cancer, like cancer cure stuff. Unfairly, but that's the nature of the world. Uh, but magnesium, I mean, there's one study, the only randomized control trial that demonstrated slowing of calcification in a big way was one that used magnesium oxide.
1: High dose.
0: It was high dose and they had a lot of kind of diarrhea, but but it it didn't cause them problem. But but they got 11% progression per year, which is actually quite safe, versus 41% in the control. And that's that's a dramatic result, but of course no one really talked about it because magnesium is off patent. (laughs) It's cheap. There's no incentive, yeah. It's
1: a But the, the beauty about magnesium is you can play with the compounding according to each patient. So there is one with like, if you get diarrhea with magnesium citrate, you get magnesium glycinate. And then if you have someone with anxiety and he can't sleep, you can give him magnesium malate. So it's like, you know, and threonate. So it's like beautiful. It's a beautiful compound with, you know, like you can if. play with.
0: If you have knowledge, if like you, you just described, but for the average person Googling and, you know, it's a challenge. But I absolutely agree. In fact, I take citrate. Uh, I should take it more often, but I, I, I'm not great. Uh, but I who find. Who is? Who <laughs> anyways, is? <good> <laughs> we're all human, right? But I, I, if I take it in the morning, which I never do anymore, on an empty stomach, just I'm just drinking coffee or water. An hour later, I may be running for the facilities. But if I take it after my evening meal, I eat once a day usually a big meal, and I take it after and it goes in on top of the food, almost no effect. So dramatic differences there. So yeah, people just need the knowledge I think. Um, So any other key things you'd mention? I know we're keeping these really short and one of the reasons for these quick chats is to show you how fantastically accomplished and uh, professional our speakers are, but also Keto Live, I think it's going to be a phenomenon in the coming years.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely happy to be one of the medical advisory boards uh, on it and and I'll be teaching the, the cancer curriculum so that we can have more doctors and patients' knowledge and healthcare practitioners who are involved in the cancer care. Because it's very, like, it's not just me and the, the, the audience who attended here. We, we need to know more and we grow this so that we can combine the conventional methods with the integrative one to improve the quality of life for the, our patients.
0: Absolutely, and in fairness, the, the outcomes will certainly improve. There's no magic bullets or fixes, and all cases vary but the average standard of care now I'd say could be lifted way up in terms of lengths of remission and, and lack of progression, et cetera. I mean, yeah, excellent. So Keto Live 2022, there's the conference here, uh, in situ, physical, it, it's fantastic, but also online uh, I'll provide the links and doctors can get up to, I think, 86 CME credits. Yes. And just for people, Josephine told me people are confused. Uh, the online training is is a kind of a structured and official version that does give you the credits. Um, it's not just you watch a video and there's any question mark around it. You have to complete it and you have to do a test afterwards. All you naughty medical pr- practitioners, you're going to have to do a test. So great stuff. Uh, well, Thank you very much, you. I'll And I'll catch Patricia maybe in next. I'll see if I find out where she is.
1: Thank you very much. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Hope you enjoyed that conversation and don't forget that uh, Keto Live, the earlier conference, all the Fantastic talks from the doctors, profs, etc., are available online. The links are down below to access them. And CME credits galore for you medical professionals. But indeed, you don't have to be getting the CME credits. The whole conference is available, and it really was a fantastic event. I was there in Switzerland for it, gave a couple of talks myself. So, some great entertainment, a load of learning there. Links down below uh, to look it up. Thank you.